Ryan, Trista, and Nick are back on BetMGM tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Well, look at this. The Zapster. We got the Patriots offense marching up the field. Bailey coming to zap you that ass tonight. <laughs> I mean. Patriots in the over, kids. Zeke had a 12-yard reception, 37-yard reception from Juju Smith-Schuster. Love it. Now you got Bailey Zappy getting a nice little scramble. And we're in territory, kids. Farrell Brown time. 80-1 to anytime touched. Or first touchdown, not anytime. Anytime was 18-1. to Come on, Farrell Brown. I would love to be like everybody else and My be shirt's wrong. My coming off if you And have this kid to be fun. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Ryan. There you go. If Farrell Brown scores the first touchdown, I'm allowed to uh, celebrate. No, nah, it's Zeke, dude. They're, they're handing the ball to Zeke. Look at this. Zeke's gotten a ton of touches already here. He's got three carries and a reception on the first drive alone. He actually looks pretty good. You know, guys, I'm not looking forward to the new edition of Curtin Long tomorrow. Sparky Why just sent me a topic, and he said... I'd like to discuss one of these guys you would want to see Goody get. I'm thinking, cool. You know, some guys that are on the street still that can maybe add some value to an NFL yeah. roster. It's Zach Ertz, T.Y. Hilton, Jarvis Landry, Melvin Ingram, Marcus Peters, Nick Foles. So if anybody wants to uh, jump on Curtin Long and do that edition, <laughs> be my guest. I don't want any of those guys. What who, is this, 2008? Who do they need? Nobody. Packers are a perfect football <laughs> there team. You go. Look, I love the mood change from you on the Packers. Three weeks and Me it's all. Too. There's Zeke again. No! Zeke, and Zeke no! in the end zone. Touchdown yes! on the I first need this drive. For my, for my fantasy points. Anytime touchdown, Carol Zeke Elliott. Anytime touchdown, right away. I mean, you know what? Luke, you guys are getting beat by Bailey Zappi. Oh, my. Tonight, you bro. guys are going to lose to Bailey Zappi and Ezekiel Elliott in the Patriots. This is actually the ghost of the Patriots. It's Luke. not even a real Patriots team. Luke. In fact, Zappi I would argue father. that this Patriots team is the sequel to the movie The Replacements because that's what they've got on the field right now. 36 and a half, the live total. I tried to tell you guys, jump. I also tried to convince you to bet uh, Farrell Brown to score a touchdown. You did. I'm glad my, we did, didn't my, do that. My B on that. But hey, when some zig. The Hervatsky, he zags. Did they just miss the extra point? No, no. they did not. No, Seven nothing. It. Zeke looks good. Yeah, he you does. know who could use Zeke this year? Maybe the Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> not at that price tag, though. Yeah, I mean, well, way too much Nelly lately. Also, it, oh. I'm literally reading, and I was reading at break of uh, the timeline of Ashanti and Nelly. Yeah, you know they started first dating back in 2003. Yeah. Uh, when they met at the Grammy Awards. Mad at us because Ashanti got a new boyfriend. Yep, and now they're back <laughs> together. I love her, by the way. I shot my shot on Instagram before me and Amanda were together. How'd that like, work out? I was like, yo, Ashanti, and she left me on red. Oh, she man. didn't leave you on red. I was like, yo, I'm it. the host of uh, Playmakers on KSIB 101.9 in Creston, Iowa, population 650. I got a Why couple. I got a couple. I got a couple of pigs. Name their, name their show the Playmakers. <laughs> no, it was Newsmakers, actually. <laughs> <laughs> It was just no, my it was it was the midday report with Ryan Horp. They would get so mad. They would want me to talk like local high school sports, and I would just be like, "No, uh, we're we're gonna talk about the NFL and college football." And they'd get so pissed. They'd want me to have these like high school coaches on. Like, no, you got to do that in these small towns sometimes, though. Hey, don't you? what is little Billy here? He runs a four three, had three tackles the other night. He also has a B plus in social studies. <laughs> just start making up stuff about him. Yeah. 
That's what I would do on the play-by-play broadcast. You know oh, what yeah, I don't have to make up, though, that. guys? The Patriots are the right side, and the over, I Nelly think, was and the Ashanti right play. are having a baby together. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he was saying. First comes love, then comes marriage, then, then comes, comes... the baby and the baby carriage. Baby Ashanti, Ashanti and a baby the... carriage. Yeah. Wow. All right, we got Robbie's ready to go. Rob Brown, the fan upstate. Course part bet QL as well jumps on with us. Uh, you know, we'll let you be a couple minutes late because we love you, but uh, never again, my friend. That's strike one. Strike one. Strike two in this, though, is that the Patriots offense suddenly looks good, Rob. I don't know what to make of it. I don't know what to do. But I feel like with all of the making fun of this game tonight that we've done, they're now going to go out and put up like 30 points. So I can't tell you how long I hovered over the under 30 points button, and I just didn't have the stones to push it. Now I'm kind of glad I didn't because we all knew Bailey Zappi was going to stab us in the back, didn't we? Didn't we all say that live on national radio? Yeah, we we always said this uh, (laughs) Patriots offense juggernaut with Bailey Zappi as QB1 and Ezekiel Elliott as RB1. Uh, What are you on tonight, player prop-wise, now that uh, we are all aligned with that this is going to be a player props dream? Uh, So first off, yeah, it really is. Uh, I actually wrote a couple of different Zeke props. I've got them on receptions and reception yards. I think I caught it at... Two and a half receptions and seventeen and a half yards, and uh, I know that the uh, they've 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 given up that number to running backs a couple of times, and since Zeke's RB one, it just kind of felt like that was probably about right. So I'm all over that one, uh, and I took the Zappy under passing total. That one might bite me, uh, but I'm gonna go even. Uh, if that's the worst case scenario. So, no, I agree with you guys. I think it's absolutely a player, a player prop game. I did not love the total. I did not love Pittsburgh minus five. I just like, it felt like we've gotten to a point with Bill Belichick that, you know, for every coach, they can say all they want that they don't care about legacy and reputation and ego and all that. But we all know better. We all know Hoodie is at a point now, especially with all the success Brady had after he left that he doesn't want his legacy to be that he couldn't do it without Brady. And even though that is totally and entirely his legacy, this just felt like it was a game that if Hoodie didn't get the dub, it was kind of going to be a nail in the coffin. So I stayed away from totals. I did not like the over-under set at 30. Uh, I went player props all over the place with you guys. I love that. Trubisky just went over his rushing yard prop that we talked about last night, too, Nick. So that's pretty already cool. <laughs> Already on the first play of the game. Uh, Rob, I wanted to ask you. You know what? Actually, I want to ask you about a couple NFL games. But as uh, co-host of Bet for the Cycle, I put it on Twitter today. I don't care about baseball because it's December 7th. I don't care about baseball <laughs> when it involves the New York Yankees. But I do care about my Chicago Cubs. I think there's a chance that Craig Council has to manage a team that's actually worse than the team that they put on the field last year. Where's Shohei Otani playing? Give me some hope that maybe it's still the Cubs. All right, I'm glad you brought this up. Yeah. I was going to just shoehorn it into the conversation anyway. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, I told Cody Decker on Bet for the Cycle about two weeks ago that I thought there was a wild card out there, and I thought that there was a wild card that could really impact some people. And I thought it was Seattle. And I said on top of that, I think some team somewhere can do something really interesting that's not being discussed because we're all talking about Shohei Otani and these 500, 550, maybe $600 million contracts. I said, Deck, 
What if somebody's willing to give him, say, one year for 55, one year for 65, and say, here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you a one-year contract as the greatest DH in the history of the game, give you an opportunity to get right coming off that surgery, give you an opportunity to get right off the bump, and then when you go back to being a two-way guy, offer you the opportunity to renegotiate for that big money and allow you to have one year somewhere where you can kind of feel it out. Well, not only did Seattle get into the mix, but Seattle apparently, the story is going right now, Seattle actually put a one-year $65 million contract on the table. And from what I got told today, Seattle did something that nobody else really did. Seattle celebrated Shohei as opposed to celebrating the team and trying to convince him to come to the team. Apparently, Seattle basically was like, hey, look, man, like, we know the history. We know what you are. We know you're the best ever to do it, better than Babe Ruth. And we want to make Seattle a celebration of Shohei as much as you. And then you add on to the fact that they've got Ichiro and all these great Japanese players that have played there, that have all kind of been advocates for this move, I really think Seattle may have jumped up to the front. Now, again, Shohei wants to win. He wants to be close to Japan. Of all the front runners, that makes the Dodgers, I think, probably the team we all thought he was going to go to. But, but if Seattle's willing to give him one year to just be a DH, take his time in the rehab process, get that arm back attached to him, I really think Seattle could end up being a spot Shohei ends up at. And if they can get him for one year, they got a real opportunity to pair him up with that very young lineup and maybe convince him. When they sent Jared Kalenic from Seattle down to Atlanta, my immediate thought was that's a salary dump to make room for something big. And the next day we hear about a one-year $65 million offer. I think Seattle is a real surprise contender for Shoei Otani. Rob, I'm going to lean on your um, your bet for the cycle knowledge here, too, because I will talk about the Yankees, and I know Ryan won't, but when you get Juan Soto, <laughs> as somebody that loves Juan Soto, he's near and dear to my heart, obviously, as a Nationals fan, I would love to see him come back, and maybe by some miracle they could sign him, and then everything turns around, and it's going to be a lot of fun. But for right now, for this season, how much does that... I know it moves the needle in terms of a name. I know it moves the needle in terms of the Yankees went out and made a big move for a big name. But how much does that really move the needle for you in terms of on the field and how much it just changes their trajectory this coming season? So I had this conversation uh, with, with Deck off the air, as a matter of fact, where I said, all right, so on one hand, we know Soto can mash. On one hand, you know we know he's one of the best hitting outfielders in the game. And for a Yankees team that was 20, with the offensive lineup they had, was 25th in Major League Baseball and runs scored last year, it feels like this is a pop, right? Like, I feel, it feels like it's a big moment. But on the flip side, this is a cat that the last two teams he's been on were willing to sign him to a big contract, build around him, make it feel like he was a long-term piece of their offense, of their team, and then we're just happy to move on from him, right? Like, the, like it was a good trade for San Diego, but let's not sit here and act like they got three pitchers that are all Cy Young caliber. They're not. I mean, they got some guys, sure, but nobody that blew you off the paper. The fact that Soto is now, he went to San Diego. This was a place that truly felt when they moved to, when they made the move to bring him there, that they were setting themselves up for World Series success. And listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pass the buck. San Diego right now is a dumpster fire. Over and over and over
Entertainment, the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Many hot takes just off of this here. Well, let them let them rip a little bit. What's, the, what's like the first one? It is going to be absolutely awesome. Do see it. Who are they supposed to lose to? You know what, Corpus, to dribble it out. You lost. It's over. Who does he think he is? Kobe Bryant's? Like, what That's, was that? So I, I don't think I've ever seen an end game like that before. But that's literally like, I am watching this game and must bet money on it. 10? 15 and a half. <laughs> so like, literally no one's playing. Hey, you know who else is thinking about this stuff? Everyone else. I'm fantasizing about week one NFL Sunday. Check about weeknights here on the BetQL Network. I don't, I don't disagree with you there. Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Oh! Yes! Let's go, Kansas State. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gudikin sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the win. I'm just worried that my dude's head out of the, is out of the game. Now, if there's an organization in baseball that you would like to think can take a young guy and kind of tinker and work with him psychologically to get his head in the game and turn him into the guy that he can and should be, you would hope it is the New York Yankees. But you're looking at that outfield. You got Judge. Uh, you got Stanton. He's probably going to move to a DH role, which I think is the right move for him. Uh, you, you, you've made some other moves this week, bringing Verdugo up from Boston. New York's going to have one of the best outfields in baseball up there with Atlanta's. My only question is, can they calm Juan Soto down and get his head in the game? If they can, this is an enormous move. But if this is just a problem that Juan Soto cannot grow up, this is going to bite New York in the butt hard. Well, that's what I was going to ask you because I'm not sure, Rob, if New York and the Yankees are a place to develop a young player like Soto. The expectations are going to be immense. Do you think Juan Soto is the kind of player that makes sense in New York given the expectations of the fan base, the way that the media covers them, and just the, the general toxicity uh, of that market? I, th- I think you got to take the gamble, right? Because I, I look at his time in Washington, which was kind of a, a middle of the pack team. Yeah, they've got they've got good fans there in D.C. They've got a a pretty strong media. It's not New York, obviously. Then he goes to San Diego. San Diego traditionally a place that's a little more loose of a ball club. Uh, you know, the, the the West Coast media is is again they still care about their team. They're still going to bring pressure on you. But it's a little more laid back. Neither one of those places worked, right? Like, he was mashing in Washington for sure, but I don't think he ever really hit top-notch potential. He goes to San Diego, a club that's a little bit more laid back. He actually falls back. He's got some mental mistakes that keep biting on him. So you're kind of going from one extreme to the other. You're going from a team that, for the most part, celebrates the players and loves the players and promotes the players, and now he's going to the one team in Major League Baseball that yeah, I mean they celebrate their legends, but they don't they don't they don't they go team first. It's a hundred percent a team first mentality. So I really think you're looking and you're going, all right, he failed in some more loosey goosey organizations. Let's bring him into a place that's got structure, that's got discipline, and yes, obviously the the media is absolutely vicious there. 
but it is an organization that is centered around discipline, regimented approaches to the game. Let's see if maybe that's what the guy needs. We talk about with, with football trades all the time, guys who just need a change of scenery. One team isn't working, they move on to another one, all of a sudden they're a pro bowler. I think this is just the baseball version of that. All right, Rob, 45 seconds. Do we take the under again in Army-Navy and forget what happened last year and anything else you like this weekend? Uh, no, what I'm going to say is FSU got screwed. I'm still furious about it. This is absolutely a biased SEC play. My tinfoil hat is absolutely staying on. No, this is not something I'm going to forget about in 40 days. I'm going to be talking about this 40 years from now. And if anybody disagrees with me, you are, and this is factually correct, freaking wrong. The Knowles got screwed, and it is a damn shame, ladies and gentlemen. I've said my piece. They did. They really did, man. Non-conference, you schedule LSU, they beat them. I get that Clemson was a bit down, but they go into Death Valley. They shouldn't have won the game. I bet Clemson, but Same. they did. They finish undefeated. And, like, Jordan Travis is great, don't get me wrong, but he's a fifth-year senior, and two years ago, weren't they trying to convert him to wide receiver after a couple bad practices? I'm I just saying, like, the yeah. defense was playing good. I like the skill position players. They got screwed. But I'm glad they got screwed, to be honest, because the games are going to be much better because of it. Sorry, Rob. Rob, Rob, Rob. I'm going to drive up there and (laughs) fist fight you on site. (laughs) We actually need more time to talk about this. We're going to have to work on this because I've got some things to say to you about it, too. Rob Brown, the fan upstate. Bet for the cycle with BetQL as well. Always good talking to you, buddy. You guys are the best. At the Rob Brown Show on Twitter. I'll see you next week. Thanks for having me. There we go. 7-3 now. Patriots over the Steelers. It's BetMGM tonight. Nick, Trista, and Ryan are taking a short break. Stay tuned because there's plenty more to come on BetMGM Tonight. Presented by BetMGM. Live from BetQM's E.